0: tuning into black and white sports on YouTube the no-holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now
1: on back Rorantance for black and white sports oh team USA blew an official game an official game in the Summer Olympics now keep in mind before we go into this that LeBron James said on a after, after losing in the playoffs, sat on a podium during a news conference and said, I'm not playing in the Olympics because I'm going to China. I'm going to China to promote Space Jam 2, the search for Chinese dollars. And we found out Space Jam 2 is not getting released in China after all. So Team USA is out there getting beat, by the way. They should still run away with the gold. I mean, run away with the gold. This is breaking news. USA men's basketball loses Olympic game. Look at old Kevin Durant there looking like a sourpuss. Another game, another disappointing result for the United States men's basketball team. Only this one counts for real. The United States men's basketball team lost multiple exhibition games leading to the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. However, the Americans were still picked by many to win the gold in Japan. They should have been picked by many. I mean, Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant on this team, come on. Greg Popovich was expected, it was expected to play much better when the lights were the brightest. Except that didn't happen. Team USA opened its Summer Olympic schedule Sunday morning against France. And the Americans lost to France 83-76. to Wow. This is the United States men's basketball team's first loss since 2004. The Americans had won 24 straight games in the Olympics. France was led by NBA guard Evan Fourier, who poured in 28 points. God, he lit them up. How funny. Chris Haynes tweeted out, France takes down Team USA 8376 Olympic opener. Basically the same thing we just talked about. Team USA entered Sunday's contest as a pretty big favorite. That's an understatement. The Americans were listed as a 12 and a half point favorite at most sports books. Good God. Ultra woke Darren Revelle. That's what he tweeted out. Um... It should be noted, betters just took a bath. Good God. Both Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard struggled to deliver when it mattered most. Sunday morning, Kevin Durant missed an open three in the final minute. Damian Lillard slipped and turned it over with about 20 seconds left to go. It's shaping up to be a pretty rough summer for the United States men's basketball team. The Americans will look to get in the win column. On July 28th, when Team USA takes on Iran, that game is scheduled to tip off at 1240 Eastern Time. Wow. The NBA, look, the NBA doesn't have basketball on its mind right now. It's got how in the world can we get out there and protest against something that's going to make everybody angry? Keep in mind, the ratings are... Awful. I saw this morning, we did a video on it the other day, 16 million viewers for the Olympics. Guys, that sounds high. It is awful. Even when you factor in streaming, 17 million viewers. The last Olympics had like 27 million viewers. And before that, way up in the 30 and 40 millions. Man, people have decided... They are not supporting these ultra-woke athletes and their uh, social and political agendas out there. People have turned the TV off. And the NBA is clearly not focused on playing basketball. This is what happens. This is what happens when these guys do not want to play for this country. And let's be honest. A lot of these guys, I'm sure there's some that do and have a sense of pride course, they're not going to say that because they'll get ostracized by their teammates by the ultra-woke NBA. Congratulations, Greg Popovich. You're so woke, you're a lunatic. And Adam Silver, this is what your league has become. This is the United States, the best we got. Any team that features Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant, should obliterate France. I don't care if they do have a one good NBA player or even two good NBA players because Team USA has got a bunch of good NBA players. It's ridiculous. They missed a bunch of key moments coming down to the end of the game. They just blew it. They blew it. They weren't up by much at halftime either, if you want to know the truth. An utter disaster. Complete disaster for M- NBA players and Team USA Wow. This is poetic justice for the NBA. I'm sorry. I'm I, I mean, I'm I'm it's the first time that I'm ever just neutral. That I'm ever just neutral going into the Olympics. I'm a big Olympics guy. I think I may have watched like 7 minutes of the Olympics. I, I you know, it's hard to root for players that don't love the United States. I'm back. Road Rance for Black and White Sports. Whether it is Megan Rapino and the rest of the U.S. women's soccer team kneeling during the national anthem, or it's the woke NBA players and WNBA players participating for Team USA, or if it is somebody like Gwen Berry, who, as we know, if it was up to her, would turn her back on... The flag while the national anthem was playing. She would protest in some way at the podium if she was allowed to. And just a host of other woke athletes that seem to not be happy with the country they are representing. There was a time when athletes were proud to represent the United States of America. I did the video the other day. Herschel Walker was part of the USA bobsledding team. And he said there was nothing that gave him more pride than representing this country. Or George Foreman talking about how proud he was during a time when there was still real racial divide in this country, real racial divide. For the uh, back in the Mexico Games, back in the day, George Foreman also talked about how much pride he had in this country. Well, all these athletes out there protesting, kneeling, On behalf of supposed oppression, go to Cuba, find out what that's really like. NBC and, of course, the IOC, everybody involved, is finding out that we do not want to watch these athletes anymore. I got to be honest with you guys. I am normally a big Olympics person. My family grew up, we watched the Olympics. We did. I showed up to my dad's house the other day. He's 91 years old, and he was watching the U.S. women's soccer team. Now, dad doesn't keep up with the ins and outs and the going-ons of the things that we keep up with, but I explained to him what they had done, and my dad reached up, and he turned the TV channel to something else. He said, well, I'm just not going to watch them, which was kind of sad, considering the Olympics was always part of our household growing up. Well, NBC and the ratings have officially taken an absolute nosedive, and they are awful. NBC has a 33-year low viewership for the Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony. Quote, not a happy benchmark. (laughs) The TV audience dropped 37% from Rio de Janeiro opening ceremony in 2016. The Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony, delayed a year because of the pandemic, drew 16.7 million viewers for NBC on Friday, the smallest audience for network broadcast in the past 33 years, according to data from Comcast-owned NBC Universal. on Saturday. The TV audience dropped 37% from the opening ceremony in 2016, when it was 26.5 million and 59% from 2012. Wow! When 40.7 million people watched the London opener. That is unbelievable. The Tokyo ratings factored in both live broadcast early Friday morning and a primetime re-airing. Reuters described Friday's fall The lowest since 1988, that's the Seoul Games, as, quote, a steep drop. Taking into account viewers on NBCOlympics.com and the sports app, 17 million people watched the ceremony. The streaming audience increased 76% from 2018 in the opening ceremony and 72% from 2016 in Rio. Now, this is what's nuts. By comparison, analysts noted that Friday's TV broadcast drew fewer viewers than Sunday Night Football and Oprah's bombshell interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Good Lord. And get this, guys. it Look, Baylor-Gonzaga, the championship game, basically drew the same amount of viewers as the opening ceremony of the Olympics. That is unheard of. Your first benchmark of Olympic viewing over the next two weeks, and not a happy one for NBC Universal. Now, NBC Sports is trying to spin this, uh, noting that in the last five award show years, viewership is down sixty-eight percent and seventy-two percent. Why is it down, guys? I bet I bet our smart subscribers could tell us. That it is down because, of course, in the award, award shows, same kind of thing. Hating on America. We've gone super woke. We've got to be super preachy. Man. This It's unbelievable that agents and other people involved cannot tell these people, their athletes, to shut up and play. While most Olympic opening ceremonies have enjoyed packed stadiums, Friday's unprecedented event had only a 1,000 spectators, one of whom was First Lady Jill Biden. Good God. Organizers had initially planned to allow Olympic venues to be filled 50%, but crowds not to exceed 10,000. However, ultimately, they decided against spectators following a recent rise in COVID cases that prompted Japanese Prime Minister uh, Shuga... To announce a state of emergency, the state of emergency will last through August 22nd and the Olympics uh, run through August 8th. So, the Olympics are trying to take a beating. Will NBC try to spin this into some kind of a narrative involving the pandemic? Uh, we guys, we know that's not what it's about. They tried that crap with the NBA finals last year, remember? And yeah, the NBA ratings went up a little bit this year. But for the most part, they were still a hot garbage mess. The NBA and the Olympics have something very much in common, including, including woke athletes. Okay, guys, nobody wants to see that. We're sick and tired, sick and tired of our athletes disrespecting this country Gwen Berry running her mouth, saying things like, the national anthem doesn't represent me. Fine, go to China. Go ahead and, as Herschel Walker would uh, said the other day, go ahead, leave. Venezuela is nice these times, times of the year. North Korea, maybe? China? Go to Cuba. Some of those people that want to be free down there will trade you out. Since some of you are literally shilling the communist, uh, the uh, Cuba's political aspirations down there that they currently hold, you guys seem to think that's okay. Yeah, didn't some of you come out and actually shill some of uh, Cuba? I know Colin Kaepernick did. That's it, guys. I mean, it's utterly ridiculous, but. I'll give, it to, I'll give it to you guys. You have been very strong in withstanding a lot of this nonsense and not tuning in to the sports. I've seen many of you. I just made a video, Team USA lost. And many of you said it is so strange to not want Team USA to win, to not want the U.S. women's soccer team to win Because they no longer represent the citizens of this country. Let's be real. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show.
0: Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
2: Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar, you can use mump fruit. I'm a low-carb person, I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mump fruit, whatever, and folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment, and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today.
0: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
2: All right, Black and White Live fans, let's talk about Tom Brady. This morning, while I'm driving, Sports Wars is doing a live stream. I wasn't actually able to be on the stream today. And they're talking about this viral video of Tom Brady throwing the football and I actually couldn't see it, but they they were debating whether or not it was actually real or not. And I did not see this until a few minutes ago. I've actually watched this, I would say like five times and I'm absolutely just blown away. His accuracy is just incredible. This man is actually going to be playing football at age 44. And he's just coming off a Super Bowl win and he threw a grand total of 50 touchdown passes last season between the regular season and the playoffs. He's the reigning Super Bowl MVP and even the media is asking the question, is this real or fake? Tom Brady stuns Twitter with incredible display of accuracy. Now, the video in question is right here and. We're actually going to react to this because this is just completely insane. I don't know if this is actually real or not. I'm going to let you guys judge for yourself and I'll kind of give it a little bit of a breakdown here. So here we go. Wow. So that's the video right there. Okay. Now I can get down with the throws. I know that Tom Brady is extremely accurate. So it's not a surprise that he's actually hitting the ball exactly where it needs to be. Now, the only part that kind of makes me question where whether some of this is actually fake or not is the last part where, I guess you call that a T or something like that. And it falls down. So let's look at this last part here. I'm going to mute it too, by the way. See, he throws it. It falls down and immediately the ball pops up. So that's the only thing that makes me kind of question whether this is actually real or not, because you can see right there and uh, let's play it one more time here. See, so it falls down. And before it falls down, it looks like the football just pops out. But however, that thing does throw the ball back to Tom Brady. So this is probably it's very possible that this could actually be real. Let's watch it one more time, one more time all the way through with sound. It is it's possible? It's really possible that this could actually be, be real. Now that I'm thinking about it, this could actually probably be real. Now we've seen similar things like this that are pretty mind blowing on um on Twitter, and actually things that are actually more mind blowing than this. But this man's the goat. I'm not going to you know say that this is fake because Tom Brady is just that accurate, and we know that. It's astonishing that he still has this kind of accuracy at age 44. I mean, he's going to be 44 here in a couple of weeks. Like My birthday is this Friday. I believe he's like a week after mine. This is insane, guys. This is really, really insane. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of this, Black and White Live fans? Is this real? Is it real? I know it kind of looks fake, but I, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of leaning towards... This is probably real, but however, when he threw the ball, the tee did fall down and then it immediately just popped up like that. Was this all in one take? Was it set up like that? I don't really know, but this this was interesting though. Very, very interesting. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and White Live fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live and we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports.
1: The main event starts now. I'm back. Roadrance for Black and White Live. Oh, we may have found out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And there's a couple of things. As we know, Aaron Rodgers is mad at the Green Bay Packers for having drafted Jordan Love, and he's been mad ever since. Then there was rumors that the Packers tried to trade him, or they didn't try to trade him, and he found out that the 49ers made an offer to the Packers, and then he was furious that the the Packers didn't accept The offer from the 49ers. Packers may have wished. They would have accepted this offer. By the way. Training camp opens up this week. That's right. Now. Very interesting enough. Almost all sports booking sites right now. For betting. Have removed the Packers. Over. Under. Win totals. Why have they done this? Because the people in those big large buildings expensive buildings that are built because look these large sports bettors have absolute inside knowledge of what's going on with these players and what's going on in these organizations it's part of their jobs to know this okay a lot of times you can learn a lot from betting lines or what's going on involving teams and 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 how the bettors in those big buildings, how the bookies uh, want to line up those betting lines. Well, a lot of these, a lot of these places think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire this week, uh, which is crazy to me. You know that that he would retire, but it doesn't look like the Packers are going to trade him. However, there's a report that has just come out that sheds a little light on how the Packers can keep Aaron Rodgers. He wants a boat ton of money, which I just can't see at at this point under these circumstances with how he has acted, combined with the fact that Tom Brady, how many times sacrificed salary to try to build a team, and this is my big problem between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and it always will be. You've got one that has always been team, 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 and then you have one that seems, for lack of a better way of putting it, to be the biggest diva we maybe have ever seen at quarterback, ever. It is unbelievable what Aaron Rodgers keeps doing involving the Packers, and now that I've seen what he wants money-wise, i trade him. I wouldn't even think about it. I'd trade him. I'd say, you know what? We will send you to the Las Vegas Raiders for Derek Carr in a number one pick and get you off of our books, and we will still have a chance with Derek Carr to win that division and be in the playoffs and be competitive because, yeah, there's enough talent on that Packers team with Derek Carr to make the playoffs. There is. Your only other true competition in that division is Kirk Cousins. Okay, so if anything, you've got a quarterback that is on par with the other main team in the division. Chicago's not coming this year. They're not. Rookie quarterback, no. Detroit, total rebuild. Let's get to this article. It's from Florio, and Aaron Rodgers wants a boat ton of money. The recent non-news that the Packers offered quarterback Aaron Rodgers a five-year contract that would make him the highest-paid player in football, omitted, as did the original reporting on the topic, key information regarding guarantees and structures. Rodgers wants to be paid in a way that breaks the team's current one-year-at-a-time flexibility as to whether it will keep him around. In other words, Rodgers wants to make, put the Packers in a position where they cannot cannot walk away from him after this season. Okay? The offer the team made presumably doesn't do that. If it did, whoever leaked information about the total average would have included some facts about the structure. So what does, or at least did, Rodgers want specifically? To get a true commitment that prevents the team from releasing him or trading him after 2021 or 2022, he needs a lot. So much that the team would not be able to move on without blowing up its salary cap. Per a league source, so this came from the Broncos, the Raiders, the 49ers, somebody with intimate knowledge of this. Per a league source, it's believed by at least one team that has or had interest in Rodgers that he wants $90 million guaranteed over two years. So he does not. It's a guaranteed contract for $90 million in the first two years. That would get him to Patrick Mahomes' $45 million high-water mark. With the $45 million average applying to only the first two years, all of it guaranteed, the structure necessary to pay that kind of money would, as a practical matter, tie Green Bay's hands through 2022, potentially into 2023. Although some have said it's not about the money, the money becomes a way to fix a problem with former teammates continuing to call it fixable. By giving Rodgers that kind of contract that gives the Packers no choice but to, one, keep Rodgers, and two, keep Jordan Love on the bench, the team necessar- necessarily resets the clock to the pre 2020 draft. Before the moment that the team. Uh, went up, got love, and did not tell Rodgers. Look, I don't agree with the Packers doing that either, okay? That gesture told Rodgers in one swoop that he's no longer untouchable. This gesture, a $90 million guaranteed contract over two years, would reinstate his untouchable status for several seasons. The fact that the team hasn't given him that kind of offer yet Strongly suggest the team won't be doing so. Which further sets the stage for whatever's going to happen this week when the Packers report for training camp. So, and again, all these booking sites, all these casinos, think Aaron Rodgers is retiring this week. Okay? There's some speculating that he's going to retire for one year, pull a Carson Palmer... We remember what Carson did to get out of Cincinnati and then come back after this season. And the casinos believe that is a that is going to happen. That's what the casinos believe right now, that Rogers is going to retire. But it seems that if the Packers come off of 90 large guaranteed, there's no way in hell i give Aaron Rodgers that money. Not a chance. Not a chance. Dude, I would trade you to the Broncos for two-thirds and Teddy Bridgewater at this point. At a pure, unadulterated principle. There's not a chance. I'm giving in and giving Aaron Rodgers $90 million guaranteed. I, I, I don't have any other way to look at it. This is a me, me, me sack of shit. He's a me guy. He's not a Tom Brady. He won't be. He's a diva. There's no other way to look at it. I mean, supposedly this wasn't about the money, except we're finding out it's specifically about the money. Really? So he needs a little padding to make himself feel better about Jordan Love having been drafted. Wow. Not only that, but let's just keep in mind what that does to the Packers in handcuffing him and putting more talent around him so he can win a Super Bowl. He's got one Super Bowl And let's be honest, if it wasn't for a pick six in that Super Bowl and a couple of forced fumbles and some plays on defense, defense by the Packers, Aaron Rodgers has no Super Bowls right now. None. Pittsburgh actually outplayed them on offense, scored more points on offense than the Packers' offense put up. Think about that a minute. It's been 10 years. And we forget about that sort of thing. But you know what I mean. Push comes to shove. If it wasn't for some defensive plays, and yeah, I understand that happens in a lot of Super Bowls. It's happened in a couple of Tom Brady's. But you know what? He showed his ass in about four or five of them. Okay? So, um, it's unbelievable what this dude is willing to do to this organization. And why in the world, at this point in your career, when you've made all this money, you would not be more concerned with trying to help your team out with something friendlier and get more talent around you. And look, they've already got a lot of talent on offense. But he's not willing to do that. He wants $90 million guaranteed over two years. All right. All because he wants to handcuff the Packers. That's selfish. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for
0: watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Road for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about LaChina James. LaChina James, LeBron James, LaWoke James, LeBron James, LaChoke James, LaFraud James. Well, you remember last week everybody was celebrating. The media was celebrating Space Jam 2. The search for those Chinese dollars, because it was number one at the box office. And of course, as we always do here, we got to check the media by acknowledging the fact that it took an epic, never-before-seen collapse from a Marvel MCU film so that Space Jam could sneak into the number one spot. Well, it just so happens that... Said Marvel movie came back and beat the crap out of La China James's movie in its second week. Why? Because Space Jam Two: The Search for Chinese Dollars suffered a massive, massive decline at the box office, and I mean it was a stinker. To give you some kind of idea what its competition was, M. Night Shyamalan came out with a new movie. I mean, who knew that? And it was the number one movie in the country, for crying out loud. Well, uh, guys, in case you're wondering, we found out that Space Jam 2 was not, you know, I guess LeBron got lost in his search for Chinese dollars because it will not get that coveted Chinese release. Uh, So... It officially locked into place the fact that LeBron James's movie is going to bomb. In fact, this movie may end up losing like $100 million by the time it's all said and done. You know, not that we're celebrating that, but we are celebrating that, you anti-American a-hole. Uh, so, it's going to lose about $100 million. And it had a massive, epic collapse over the weekend. So, let's get into that. Uh, because, you know, hey... It is what it is. Uh, perhaps almost as surprising as Shyamalan Lam Lam. Third act is the outright collapse of... And I'm not... I don't want to talk to you guys about all the movies on here. We're just talk, focusing on Space Jam. Is the outright collapse of Space Jam a new legacy? The live-action animated sports comedy featuring LeChina James fell to fourth place with a $9.5 million uh, rake-in in in its sophomore outing, marking a brutal 69% decline from its $31 million opening weekend. The sequel was tracking to make $15 to $18 million between Friday and Sunday, which would have been standard 45 to 50% drop for of family film films geared towards family audiences like space jams space jam has been holding exceptionally well during the pandemic but it's hybrid release and you got to be careful with this they're trying to cover for lebron right now but it's hybrid release on hbo max along with mediocre reviews mediocre reviews is that is that what we're going with? Hold on, guys. Let's let's just do this. Space Jam Two, Rotten Tomatoes, um, twenty nine percent, and that's from the woke critics. And once again, we see you know we got to acknowledge all the uh, all the wokesters that showed up on the audience score and then flooded the review site on there. So. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, the point being, let's get back to this. Okay, Uh, along with horrible reviews likely cut into its ticket sales, Space Jam came in behind the Scarlett Johansson-led Marvel Adventure Black Widow. I still haven't seen it, okay? Now it's in its third weekend. It added $11.6 million from its 4,250 locations bringing its domestic tally to $154 million. Okay, so... Uh, and just to uh, see how this looks, there's Space Jam, there's Black Widow. So, um, Space Jam has made $54.3 million. And I can tell you, without that Chinese release, this film is going to massively bomb. Because, look, China alone... Would have probably made this film a hundred, hundred and a quarter million. It had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. This film's not turning a profit. And what's even more glorious about this? We got to remember, this is being made by LeBron James's, you know, it's, it's, it's put out by Warner Brothers, but it was in part with LeBron James's Spring Hill Production Company. Yeah. Yeah. So, his Spring Hill production company stands to lose a substantial amount of money from this film. Now, I did this story over on uh, Black and White Entertainment. Nike is in negotiations, as you could expect, to cover LeBron's butt, right? So, they're talking about giving LeBron $750 million for that production company that's done... Basically nothing. I mean, basically nothing. Uh, but when you're the spokesperson for China, and Nike's in bed with China, we've talked about all this, how these moving parts work, uh, that is exactly what happens. Somehow you can fail upward as long as you're shilling China and you're related to the NBA. But it's very funny. LeBron James's movie plummeted in its second week of release, in its second week of release, and it will not make its money back. It will bomb. It will be a official uh, stinker, as as Bugs Bunny would say, uh, "Ain't it a stinker?" Yes, Space Jam Two: The Search for Chinese Dollars is in fact a stinker. Better be careful who you're acting with these days, Bugs, and whoever's doing your animation—they suck. Peace. I'm out till next. Thanks for
0: watching the show. Be sure to like, comment and subscribe. Be sure to tune in
2: next time on black and white sports. First, here's a word from today's sponsor. Friends, I'm very concerned about food shortages coming to America. No, not local or short lived shortages. I'm talking about a national food shortage that will affect everyone everywhere for a very long time would you be ready if that happened? Probably not. That's why I urge you to get some long-term storage emergency food from my friends at My Patriot Supply. They're the original Patriot Survival Company. Over the past decade, they've served millions of American families like yours. Their mission is your survival. And right now, you can save 25% on a 4-week kit of emergency food that will save the day, probably soon. This 4-week kit has a wide variety of delicious food that provides over 2,000 calories per day. The right amount for optimum survival. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com so you can claim your four-week emergency food kit and save 25% in the process. Order a tasty starter kit for each member of your family, and they will ship everything quickly and discreetly to your door. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com.
0: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
2: Black and White Sports fans, you guys knew I had to make a video about Team USA basketball losing to France at the Tokyo Games. Guys, I was actually driving my car and I was texting Rose. I was like, man, be on the lookout. Team USA is in a tight game. With France, I believe they were up like eight points when I test him and I kept testing him. I was like, man, they only up two. And I was like, oh, my God, they're down by two. And folks, they blew the lead. They blew the lead. And who is the coach of Team USA? That would be one Greg Popovich, five time NBA champion. I call him Greg Wolkovich because it's clear that this team has other interests besides playing basketball including Greg Wokovich. Now, folks, a member of the media, and I'm talking about a Corona bro to quote Clay Travis, Dan Woken. This loss to France made him write a piece on Greg Popovich and obliterated Greg Popovich. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, man, because this is a very, very bad loss. I mean, the U.S. right now, if you want to include the exhibition games, because we already know they're 0-1 in the actual games, they have lost three out of their five games. They lost to Nigeria, folks. Nigerian. Check this out, guys. Nigeria. They got blown out by Australia in the Olympics. Australia, the number 22 team in the FIBA rankings. Nigeria beat Team USA in exhibition play. This team is stacked. I'm talking about Team USA. Look, you actually have Devin Booker coming off the bench for this team and you lost to France. Yes, France does have NBA players, but nowhere near close to what Team USA has. I know they have Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. But other than that, man, they really can't stack up to Team USA. But Greg Popovich now, Dan Walken writes this piece, says, opinion, time to face facts. NBA coaching legend Greg Popovich stinks Had Olympic basketball. <laughs> oh, boy. Greg Popovich, man, he deserves this. But Dan Walken writes here, he says, if you want to call Greg Popovich the greatest coach in NBA history, go right ahead. No, he's not the greatest coach in NBA history. No, he's not. He's up there. But he's not the best. But he says, but let's be as direct and point and to the point as Popovich usually is. He stinks at Olympic basketball. (laughs) We've seen enough to say that now, haven't we? I know I have. I mean, when you lose three out of five games with Kevin Durant as the best player. Yeah, you're not doing a very good job, Greg Wolkovich. What more do we need to know? If you want to know where to put the blame for team USA's 86 to 76 loss to France, America's first Olympic men's basketball loss in 6,176 days. You have to go back to 2004 in Athens. Look no further than the guy with five NBA titles who has been clueless from the moment he was given the reins to USA basketball clueless in what he values with this roster Clueless with an offense that unlocks very little of what his players do. Well, clueless with the expectations he took on by following Mike Krzyzewski in his in this adamantly thankless job. And it's the last point that hurts the most. Now, Coach K was a very, very good coach for Team USA. Redeemed team 2008, also in 2012. Did not lose a the game. They took care of business. Now you bring in Greg Wokovich and look what happens. More concern, I believe, with other stuff off the court than actually playing basketball. Ever since those NBA players got in a bubble last year, folks. It has not been the same for the NBA. And now obviously Team USA. I believe this team really doesn't have very much support at the Olympic Games. I really do believe that. Because I used to cheer for Team USA. Now, I'm not actively rooting against these guys. I'm not, I'm just not rooting for them. That's the first time I can ever say that in my life. At least, you know, going back to the dream team. I am not rooting for this team. I don't care. I just don't care. I'm not rooting against them. I just do not care. Because the NBA has ruined basketball for me. And I believe it's just poetic justice that this team is now losing games like crazy. This is what happens when you alienate half of your fan base. It says as Popovich attempted to slow off this embarrassment, like it is a Wednesday night in January at Minnesota and not the Olympics. He sounded no different from every power five college football coach who tries to reassure their fan base after losing to a mat school that, Hey, those guys are on scholarship too. there's a bit difference, you know, between France and USA. If you just look, look at the rosters, who would you take? You would take Team USA and it wouldn't even be close. But Pop says this and this is actually pretty pathetic. I don't even know what this team is going to medal. Check this out. Greg Walkovich says this quote, when you lose a game, you're not surprised. You're disappointed. Popovich said, I don't understand the word surprise. That sort of this is the French team, so to speak, as if we are supposed to beat them by 30 or something. That's a hell of a team. They have NBA players, other talented players playing in Europe who have been together for a long time. I think it's a little bit of, of hubris if you think the Americans are supposed to just roll out the ball and win. You have to work for it. And for those 40 minutes, they played better than we did. Well, Greg Popovich, guess what? You're coaching this team, man. You are coaching this team. I'm not trying to diss the French team, but the French team has no business beating Team USA. They have no business doing it. And guys, Team USA blew a lead. That was actually 11, I believe, 11-0 run at the end of the game. Team USA was up by... Pretty comfortable with like three minutes left and then they collapse. Damian Lillard gets the ball, falls down. Greg Popovich, you, you said you're not surprised. You're not. Su- We're surprised. We should be surprised. about now going forward now, I'm not going to be surprised of any loss that Team USA actually has. Not me. Not me. And he goes on here, he talks about how France does have NBA level players, and they do. But like I said, they're not on the level of Team USA. They're just not. See, this is the kind of thing that happens, folks, when you have other interests outside of basketball. And now even a Corona bro like Dan Woken is coming after Greg Popovich, one of the wokest coaches in the NBA, along with Steve Kerr. Team USA is getting what they deserve, folks. They are. Will they medal? I don't really know. I, re- I really don't know. And I'm not even going to be watching the games. And according to the ratings, hardly anybody on an Olympic level is watching these games because these ratings are trash. Absolute trash. I mean, I found out that Team USA was was playing this morning and they were up by a little bit, a little bit at the half. I believe they were actually leading the game for the for the most part. But yet again, just like they did against Australia, they blew a lead. I believe they had lost to Australia in that exhibition game by, by eight points. They were up by 10, 18-point swing. In this game, I know they were up by at least eight. And guess what? They lost by, what, seven? This team can't close games. Maybe, just maybe, they need better coaching. And Dan Woken is just calling it out. Greg Popovich stinks. At coaching Olympic basketball. And actually, tell you the truth, guys, ever since Tim Duncan retired, what has Pop really done? Not too much. Not too much. He's not looking too good coaching in the NBA. And right now, he is failing with a team full of all stars. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports.